Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams. Got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about Aaron Donald and his dominance this season. He got yet another award, so we're going to hit that up in this show and talk about that. We're also going to take a few more questions from some of our listeners that we didn't get to yesterday. And we're also going to be talking about the Rams interior alignment. Who else on the line is there with Aaron Donald? Where do we need to improve? We're going to kind of do a little breakdown of that position today. Since we're talking about Aaron Donald and how much he dominated it, uh, we're also going to look at who else is on this roster and maybe a potential spot as far as looking at someone to draft in that area, someone maybe to help out with Aaron Donald. So we're going to talk about all that today. Don't forget to go give us a follow on social media, Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find my personal LA underscore Rambling Bear. Hit us up with a question, thought, comment, concern. We got some really fun episodes coming up for you guys here. We're going to be doing a roundtable discussion in the NFC West. We're going to have all the hosts on from the NFC West here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're going to talk about where this team and this division was in 2019 and where it is heading in 2020. I'm really looking forward to those conversations. So I will keep you guys posted once those get a little bit closer. We'll probably wait till after the Super Bowl. As Brian Peacock of Lockdown 49ers has found himself pretty, pretty busy. So go on and check out his show. Also check out Lockdown NFL, uh, the national podcast here for the network. Brian is also on that. So he's been pretty busy talking about those Niners and how they're getting ready for the Super Bowl. So on top of all that, hit the subscribe button. Hook a brother up. Go check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also Himalaya. Hit the download button, hit the subscribe button, share with a friend, leave a review. You guys know the drill. So like I always say, we appreciate you guys listening, but hit the subscribe button. Well, with all that awesome stuff out of the way, let's just get right into it. Another year, another award for Mr. AD. Aaron Donald is a beast among boys. And again, it's pro football focus telling him he's the best player in football. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. Aaron Donald was once again the best defender in football this season, and again, it really wasn't that close. This is the fourth time that Pro Football Focus has named him Defensive Player of the Year, and the second straight season that he's won this award. He also won it back in 2015 and 2016, going back-to-back years there as well. The only time he hasn't won it since 2015 was when Harrison Smith edged him out in 2017. You gotta maybe give someone a chance along the way, but Aaron Donald has been pretty dominant, winning four of the last five years of this award. He led all interior defenders with 80 pressures last season, which is pretty crazy when you look at some of the other numbers of some of the other candidates. Kenny Clark had 62 pressures. Cameron Hayward had 59 pressures. Chris Jones, 58. Fletcher Cox, 56. Aaron Donald, 80. 18 above the next closest. But the craziest thing is it's actually kind of a down year for Aaron Donald in a way. Last season, he put out a freakish number, 106 pressures back in 2018. 
and 91 the year before. But in the overall scheme of things, it didn't hurt his grade. He had a 93.7 overall grade. Again, the highest mark of interior defense alignment and really the highest mark on the defense side of the ball. Other guys that you might think of, TJ Watt was probably the closest to him. He had a 91.3. And then there was Gilmore. A lot of talk about him as far as at the cornerback position and what he did defensively this year. And when it comes to be naming the defensive player of the year, that's probably the one guy that might have a claim to this. But he had a overall grade of pro football focus, 82.8. So Aaron Donald's 93.7 kind of blows him out of the water. And this is a quote directly from the Pro Football Focus article in which they released him being the defensive player of the year. He said, any of those players that I just named would be a strong candidate for defensive player of the year honors, but no single player was as consistently elite as Donald was every time he stepped on the field. It may be boring to hand the same award to the same player every year, but we shouldn't be looking for a reason to stop doing so if that player earns it. Aaron Donald, once again, was the best defensive player in football, and he once again deserves the award. And some may argue, me included, is that he's the best player in football. He'll never win the MVP award because it's just not how the NFL works to give that award away to a defensive guy. And if he didn't get it last year with those 20 and a half sacks and the crazy pressures, 106 that I mentioned, it's going to be tough for him to pull it off at any point. But if you ask me, he is the number one player in football. And then if you want to look at some of the other numbers, I mean, he led the Rams with 20 tackles for loss as well as 12 and a half sacks this past season. And then on top of that, added 53 hurries, which was also on top as far as interior defense alignment. And then his win rate, 21.7 win rate. You want to know what the next closest one was? 17.6. That was from Chris Jones. Kenny Clark, guy that ranks at second in a lot of those categories, came in at 15.8. Aaron Donald just wins every time that he's on the field. And if he doesn't, you probably got two or three guys on him. And as we look at some of these numbers compared to the years past, yes, as I mentioned earlier, some of those numbers have gone down. But these numbers, 2019, compare very close to 2017 when he also won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Donald has more sacks and combined sacks and hits this season than he did in 2017. And if you look at his pass rush grade, it was 93.7 in 2017. This year, 92.8. Both very close, obviously, you could see. But he rushed the passer almost 60 more times this year, so he was used a lot more in that area. And if you go back to 2015, his pass rush grade has been 93, 93.3, 93.7, 94.3, and 92.8. He is consistently dominant in the pass rush. Total pressures, the lowest he's ever gotten is 73. That still would have ranked first this year if that was put in as far as numbers. So his worst year would still be the best year to some of these other guys. His numbers are incredible. And the presence you feel with Aaron Donald on the field is unmatched by anybody else. As we said earlier in this piece, it may be boring to give the same guy the same award. But you might as well chalk it up. 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, deservingly so, should go to Aaron Donald. Man, I love looking at these Aaron Donald stats. It just gets me excited. We talk about the core pieces we have moving on and building around this team going into the new stadium in 2020. Aaron Donald is sure that, and he sure deserves every single penny that we gave him. And that is one of the guys. We talk about the Todd Gurley contracts. We talk about the Jared Goff or the Brandon Cook contract. 
One you never hear anybody complain about is Aaron Donald. They are building that defense around him. Jalen Ramsey now being traded for. Now we've got that core piece up the middle, core piece in the secondary. Hopefully we can sign Littleton. And now every single level has a core piece. It's going to be interesting to see how it kind of shakes out. But I like the way this defense is stacked as far as talent. So we're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the rest of that D-line because that's where you start to maybe get some questions about who else is there and what can the Rams do to build around Aaron Donald, this 3-4 defense. We got a new D coordinator in town. So lots of things are kind of shifting and moving. We'll see how it affects the Rams in 2020. Now we talk about physical fitness a lot here on the show, but there's a other side to the game that's just as important. And I'm talking about the mental fitness. Calm. The number one app for sleep and meditation has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in the body and Calm can help you train your brain so you can sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. Like most of us, sleep is the most important part of mental fitness routine. And LeBron says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body. And if you head to calm.com backslash locked on, you get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves like rain on leaves and much more like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com backslash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com backslash locked on. That's calm.com backslash locked on. Season's over for the Rams, but it doesn't have to be over for you in the bedroom. Let's go, boys. We're talking sex here. Because remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Not just talking to you guys that can't perform. I'm talking to everybody. This is open to everybody. Blue Chew's awesome in so many ways. One, it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. Discreet package. No one knows. Made in the USA, prepared and ships direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and you get your first shipment for free. Use special promo code LOCKDOWN just to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Bluechew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So we just went on a stat frenzy with Mr. Aaron Donald and all the amazing things that he has done named Pro Football Focus Defensive Player of the Year. And that is the third league-wide honor that he has received so far this offseason. He was also named to the Professional Football's Writers of America All-NFL team last week and first team All-Pro by the Associated Press earlier this month. And then those pro football writers of America also named him to the all NFC team. So uh, you name it, Aaron Donald is probably on that list as far as an award. And then there's still the big one, the NFL Honors, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He's got his hands full with Stefan Gilmore of the New England Patriots, who came out with the hottest start 
uh, over there in New England, kind of slowed down near the end of the year and, and allowed some receivers to put up some numbers. But we'll see how the NFL shakes things out. But if they're doing it fairly, it should probably go to Aaron Donald. He is just a freak on the field. And people have to game plan around this man, double, triple teaming him. We have freeze frame shots that are going around the internet where there's four guys. Seattle Seahawks had like four guys around him trying to stop him from getting a pressure on Russell Wilson. So he is a man you have to game plan. Uh, but we want to look at this position of interior defense alignment, whether that's nose tackle or D tackle. We've got a few other guys on this roster that have kind of worked their way into that slot next to Aaron Donald. And I think really, I mean, obviously Aaron Donald, best player in football. And then it falls off pretty, pretty quickly from there. You had Tanzel Smart. It's Bastion Joseph Day, Greg Gaines, Morgan Fox played you know, primarily on the outside as a DN, but he also was moved inside a few times. And Sebastian Joseph Day, second year in the league, really didn't see any playing time uh, in his rookie year. And this year, again, second year player out of Rutgers, he recorded 44 tackles, 25 solo. He had two sacks, a pass breakup over 16 games in the season. And like I said, he went from not playing in his rookie season to basically a starting role in his second year. He averaged 30 and a half defensive snaps per game. And played kind of a vital role in that run-stuffing defense. Uh, obviously, there were times where the Rams on the ground were gashed. Baltimore, Dallas, just to name a few that we can kind of remember popping off the top of my head here. But uh, he's got two years remaining on his rookie contract. The one thing I got to like about him is he's young, he's cheap, and you're seeing him slowly go up. And we've talked to Jake Ellenbogen, who's not as high on Sebastian Joseph Day. And really, at the beginning of the year, he seemed a little bit lost on that D-line. But as things kind of moved along in the season, you saw him get a little bit more comfortable. I look back to that Bears game where he kind of started to turn the corner a little bit. He had five tackles in that game, two solo. And then he went on a little run there. The Ravens game, he had three tackles. Cardinals, four tackles. And then to close the season, Cowboys, Niners, Cardinals. He had four tackles, four tackles, and three tackles. He seemed to find his way. He also had a pass deflect in that Cowboys game. He started to get a little bit more comfortable on that defense as the season went on. This is a guy, if you don't draft at this position, this is a guy you expect big things from coming into 2020. You really need him to continue to take those steps from his rookie year to the second year where you start to see him develop as a player. And the third year, he really needs to take that next step because we need some help next to Aaron Donald. And we really need some help in that run game. Another guy you got high expectations for in 2020 is Greg Gaines. Remember, the Rams traded up with the Patriots to select Greg Gaines out of Washington in the fourth round, number 134 overall. Came out of Washington with a little bit of hype. Had a good senior year at nose tackle. One of those rugged, tough guys that you kind of want on your roster. But it never really materialized for Greg Gaines in 2019. And it really started with... The lack of playing time. I think he got his first action about four or five games into the season. And once he got in, he didn't get much action. He only saw action in five games. Uh, in fact, he recorded 13 tackles and he shared a sack. And it's going to be interesting to see what Brandon Staley does with him. I mean, it's going to be a new look defense. Yes, they're expected to stay in that base 3-4. But if we're talking about that 3-4, it hasn't really worked over the past couple of years to be consistent against the run. So maybe this is something where Brandon Staley comes in, tries to shake it up, maybe put an extra guy down on the line. That could be Greg Gaines. Give him some opportunity. Again, you're talking about wanting to see guys take a leap, grow 
from one year to the next. Greg Gaines is going to have to do that. Didn't get lots of opportunities, so we'd like to see maybe him get some more looks. But then again, we talked. They may look to draft someone in here, so competition will definitely be coming for Greg Gaines. He better work on the offseason and try to prepare and get ready. And the last guy on that interior group, Tansel Smart. Been around for three years uh, out of Tulane. Only had two tackles. Wasn't really in the mix much. He was inactive. He only made an appearance in five games as well. So uh, this is one of those guys that I think has maybe run his course here with the team. If you're looking again, we're talking about drafting somebody. This might be the guy uh, that gives up a roster spot. We'll see. Brand new defensive coordinator. Joe Barry's still around. We still have some of the pieces on that defense still sticking around. But with the lack of production we've seen from Tanzel Smart, the expectation of getting better, and then also the young guys of Sebastian Joseph Day and Greg Gaines, I think this just leaves Tanzel Smart on the out. We'll see how it shakes out during this offseason. You never know what a guy can do as far as building up some production coming back. You have a great offseason. You have a great camp, OTAs, all that type of stuff. You could find yourself wiggling back into good favor. But I think Tanzel Smart is probably maybe the first guy out on that list that we just talked about. Uh, but something to keep an eye on. And I know we talk about draft needs and needing potentially outside linebackers, obviously O-line, guy that can rush from the edge. Uh, but interior defense linemen wouldn't be shocked if there's a guy sitting there, the Rams talking about in that third round, maybe, maybe they take that second pick, trade back, pick up another third rounder. Might be seeing them pick up somebody and try to put him next to Aaron Donald. But hey, we got the best guy in the game, so it starts there. Number one position, Aaron Donald is a beast. We just need to start getting him some help on those other positions around him. So we'll see how it shakes out. Coming up next, we're going to take some questions from the listeners. Ones we didn't get to yesterday. We still got a couple questions, so I'm going to get those. I'm going to answer those on the other side. You got to head down to Metro Infinity, just off the 210 in Monrovia, 821 East Central, Monrovia. You got to check out their facility. It's dope. Multi-million dollar facility. Their only dealer in California that's family owned and has been open for 25 years. Make sure to mention Lockdown when you go there, by the way, because they're going to give you an extra $500 off. But they have all the brand new Infinities that are super sweet. They also have 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. Go check them out. Like we talked about during the season in some of those tough losses, go blow some steam, hit the pedal the metal, and help me out, man. We had Locked On Chargers boys go down there and buy a car. So Locked On Rams, if you're listening and you need a car, at least go give a test drive. Check them out. Say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. Mention Locked On. You get that $500 off as well. You can reach them at 626-599-7501 or MetroInfinity.com. Just off the 210 in Monrovia, a proud sponsor of Locked On Rams. And we're back and we are taking questions from the listeners. And this one comes from Twitter. We'll just jump right into it. Let's do this. This comes from Ram Squash uh, at First Down Rams. Appreciate you reaching out with the question. Uh, and they say, I was going to ask you how our run game will be next season. But in order for that to work, we need a great offensive line. So what's the plan for building a solid offensive line that opens up holes and gives 16 enough time in the pocket? Thanks. Oh boy, is that a loaded question or not? I think really it starts with left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. We got to find a way 
Uh, one, it sounds like he's convinced himself he wants to come back. And I know there's times this year where we've been frustrated with, I think he had nine penalties which was the most in his career, which was the most on that offensive line. And those are the type of things that you can't have. But majority of those penalties were earlier in the season. He struggled out of the gate, but he really found his groove and had, I think it was six of the best seven games in those last seven games. And he really started to tighten it up and be our best offensive lineman really to close the season. And he is just that veteran leadership that can kind of help the rest of those young guys grow along the way. So I think it starts with bringing him back, maybe a one, two-year deal at max. Again, he's made his money in the NFL. This isn't about him breaking the bank on a, on a one, two-year deal. It's about maybe taking a league minimum, allowing some flexibility to go out and find one of those other guys that might be out there in free agency. I think we do need to add to this. Uh, yes, we also need to go in the draft if that's in the second round, or as I've talked about many times on this podcast, in taking that second round pick, trading back, staying within the second round. There's 12 teams behind us. If we can stay in that second round, pick up another third round pick, and maybe you go, uh, you know, a late second or two thirds on an O lineman or. Uh, maybe you go a third and a fourth on an O-lineman, but you need to add some extra depth there. You saw us hit the draft uh, a couple times last year at the O-lineman, and it worked out pretty well for us. You know, We saw David Edwards step in and play multiple positions. I don't know if he's the answer moving forward, but we also saw Bobby Evans and play pretty well at right tackle so well that they held out Rob Havenstein even when he came back and said he was healthy, they did say that he didn't feel very comfortable putting some weight on that uh, as as you have to as an offense lineman, especially as that tackle position, you're getting so much pressure from the outside. Uh, but that's the other question. Is Rob Havenstein coming back to the way he was in 2017 and 2018 when he played extremely well? And that was the reason why the Rams gave him that contract on that other side. He was a big disappointment and a big step back in 2019. So that's a big question mark on the other side out there. Uh, But then going out in free agency and finding guys that may be on the move, that are on the board, uh, but also maybe looking to come out to L.A. Uh, Brian Balaga is one of those guys, uh, right tackle from Green Bay Packers. Jack Conklin. Uh, Tennessee Titans, another one of those guys. You also got Kevin Beecham from the New York Jets. He'll be a free agent, potentially in the free agent market. But you got to find somebody that's willing to come out here, probably take a little bit less money than they might take somewhere else, uh, but try to see how they could fit in here. Also, Austin Blythe, he's a free agent. Uh, he's probably going to be pretty cheap. Look to resign him, add some depth again. He played really well at center uh, to close the season. You're also hoping you're going to get Joe Noteboom back. What is he going to be like coming off that knee injury? That's a big question. He was played pretty decent uh, before he got hurt. Remember, he got hurt pretty early in the season, and that was kind of the beginning downfall of that offensive line. But I still would like to see what he's like when he comes back healthy. Uh, Same goes with Brian Allen at center. Uh, He filled in at times, but when he was giving the full-time job to start the season, he was probably the biggest eyesore of that offensive line, and then he too went out for... Uh, the full season. So we've got a handful of guys and there's just so many question marks with each of them. So I think it's just bringing in more talent from the outside via free agent, finding maybe one of those guys that you can look to and go, all right, we're going to plug and play you right into a guard position or in a right tackle. Maybe that's trading Havenstein uh, in some sort of former fashion or getting rid of him. And then drafting guys, just building the talent pool and having just a full on competition for that offensive line. But Uh, It can't get much worse. You hope 
than what it did around the early portion of this season to the middle portion of the season. It kind of started to level out uh, near the end. And really looking at it, Jared Goff was one of the least sack quarterbacks in the league. Yes, he got rid of the ball a lot and created some turnovers and trying not to get sacked. But uh, that thing kind of leveled out at the end of the year. So if we can get consistent play at the beginning and into the middle, um, I think that these guys could really kind of bounce back. But again, it's going to be one of the biggest question marks we have in this offseason is how do we do it? Draft, free agency, you got to find the ways. Uh, this next question comes from Josh Nudge Barlow, and his Twitter handle is Nudge Hath No Fury. N-U-G-E, Nudge, Nudge? Meh. Good question. <laughs> Let's read it out here. Who's your favorite player you'd be willing to let go or let walk away for salary cap reasons? This is a painful question, I know. Oh, I think it's got to be Dante Fowler. And man, I was huge on him last year and them trying to get a deal done. And really, I would have liked to see them get, I don't want to say maybe a long-term deal, but if they could have locked him up for, you know, two, three years instead of the one year, giving him basically an unannounced franchise tag was basically what it was because it was a prove-it deal. And he went out and proved it. And he proved it in a big way. Uh, he was dominant coming off the edge. We talked about it a bunch with Serena Morales, even if it wasn't the stats that he was racking up, which he was getting to the quarterback and getting sacks. But the energy level that he brought to that defense, it was like you you could feel his pressure from the outside creating room and momentum for other guys. I mean, other than Aaron Donald, it was Dante Fowler all season long that was hustling around, getting to the ball. He's so much better this year in the run defense. He was kind of notoriously known even coming out of college in his first couple of years as a strictly a rusher of the quarterback. And that kind of changed since he got here. He had that full year in the system and he's just energy, man. The way that he handles his interviews, the way that you can tell that the players uh, feed off of his energy on the field. He is just a burst of energy. And if he's going to walk, it's going to be, you know, a big gap in that defense to try to fill as far as just, pure passion of the game and really the that motor that just didn't stop and then we got to fill in all those sacks someone's got to be able to get to the quarterback if Aaron Donald's getting double teamed we talked about the other interior alignment earlier in the show and it really wasn't proved to be them uh what's going to happen with Clay Matthews on the other side but uh when you're looking at the way the money sits and you know the other linebacker out there Corey Littleton needing to get paid I think you just have to go with Littleton he just stabilizes that defense in the middle his coverage grade last year was amazing uh he had a top 5 coverage grade uh he was top 3 I think in the NFC West so He's just so important to that defense and potentially might take on the signal calling again if Eric Weddle is most likely gone like we think so. So I think that question, who I have to let go, it's going to be Dante Fowler. And it does hurt because uh, he was one of my favorite players coming into the 2019 season. We talked about over-under on sack totals. I think we set it about seven and I took the over and he went way by that. Uh, and he really impressed, and he really earned some dollars. And I think there's a couple teams out there that are going to just throw too much money at him. As much as he'd like to stay out here in California, he expressed that he really enjoyed it out here. And he's just getting better, and he fit in this scheme, and it all just seems to make sense. But uh, I just don't know if the dollars are going to make sense for him. So uh, Dante Fowler, probably that guy you have to see go out of the building. But appreciate the questions. Uh, I always appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Don't forget, you can uh, hit me up at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter, at Lockdown Rams, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Um, just throw a question out. If you got one, I'll try to throw it into the mix on the podcast, whether it's early in the week or if I pitch it to one of our guests, which we've done in the past. So uh, don't stop reaching out to me. I'm going to continue to try to reach out to you guys on social and try to get some stuff. So uh, appreciate you guys as always. That will be all we got for you guys today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Jake is down at the Senior Bowl, so I'm going to hit him up early in the morning and see if we can find a time to have a conversation, maybe get an update for what's happening down there. That sounds like a fun conversation. So we'll be back tomorrow. We got more good stuff coming your way. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace.